Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey, golf. The game is starting, everyone is here. I got my snacks, my friends, and a beer. Just two normal guys hanging out, having fun. Right, guy number two? Yeah, guy number one. Single, double, triple, home run. Welcome back to the We Like Sports podcast. Once again, we are back this time with special guests. A dog, a bird, and Pete. What's up? I'm the the only one that can talk. Well, I mean, the bird kind of talks. I mean, mean, the bird talks. So if there's some uh, little bit of uh, peeping in and out, that's just from uh, Birdie Amelia. And then Bosco, I mean, he'll be doing his own thing. But, uh, yeah, this is a sports podcast, not an animal house, but it's pretty damn close to it. Um, Before we get things started, why don't we just give you guys the new link tree, which pretty much links everything. If you go to linktree backslash sports, you could find our Patreon, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anywhere to find the podcast whatsoever, from Apple Podcasts to CastBox to Stitcher, Spotify, it's all there. You just pretty much click a button, it's going to take you there. But that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash We Like Sports with a Z. And it'll also be on our Twitter as well. So why don't we just hop into some topics? We're going to end up jumping into the NFL. Um, first and foremost... Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns and Odell Beckham Jr. The rumor is Odell Beckham Jr. wants out of Cleveland next year. Once again, this is probably like the second time this year. Pete, what are your thoughts on this? Let's see what happens. And the bird's flying away. <laughs> my my thoughts on Odell wanting out, I, I, I honestly wouldn't put too much stock into this. I don't think that it's anything more than just a rumor. I think that Odell is putting a lot more value in playing with Jarvis than he is anything else. Um, he has four more years on his contract, uh, first of all. And I don't think that he's unhappy playing. I mean, he's going to go from he, – he's gone from, you know, one of the most talked about guys in the league to getting five to six targets a game. It, it, it's a definite it's a definite issue. Uh, and he has a – for the first time in his career, he has – Full freedom to complain, but isn't. I think that we are seeing a new maturity out of Odell, and these rumors are not coming from his mouth the, uh, himself. I wouldn't put too much stock into it, but it would definitely. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what other rumors develop once Week Seventeen is over with. Do you think that? If, let's say, I mean, I'm pretty much counting out the Cleveland Browns this year, and I'm sure you might be oh, by yeah, now, too. But do you think maybe if a Super Bowl ring ends up happening within the next couple of years that he's just going to end up dealing with it? Because, I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. overall is a big target. I mean, you're having double, triple coverage, and Jarvis is getting probably his best season in the longest time, if not in his NFL career, with Odell Beckham Jr. being with the Cleveland Browns. Do you think... His attitude changes, though, if he ends up getting a Super Bowl ring out of this? Oh, I mean, winning changes anything. Who's going to be sad on a Super Bowl team? But I also – I don't necessarily think that Jarvis is having the best season of his career. It was just 
It was his last year in Miami that he was the NFL receptions leader. Um, he he's nowhere near that, but that also wasn't really expected with having the the talent level that that we do have. I don't think that our our personnel is the issue. I think that our uh, our, our our real issue is is, is coaching. Well, definitely not only is there coaching problems with just the Cleveland Browns, but there's also coaching problems with the Carolina Panthers now. Uh, they just fired, I'm blanking on it, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. They ended up firing him, and he liked stating over and over again how he won the division three times in a row. But obviously winning divisions don't matter, and winning a Super Bowl does. Um I guess out of these three coaching candidates, one's going to have to go. But out of these three, who would be a better fit for the Cleveland Browns? Who would be a better fit for the Carolina Panthers? These three are Lincoln Riley, Dabo Sweeney, and Josh McDaniels. Who fits better and where out of those three? So one's going to have to go. First of all, I think I kind of want to open up my opinion on this by saying that – you're not seeing uh, Freddie go anywhere ne- next year. I'm going to start off by, by, by saying that I do not see the Browns letting go of, of Freddie. Um, it's become a very popular thing in the NFL to give a coach two years as their tr- trial runs. The Hugh Jackson rule. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, Hugh Jackson got more than two Yeah, technically. But um, remember after the Browns fired Chud, he was a one and done. No one wanted this job. So you have to show that you're willing to work with with somebody. But at the same time, you do have the uh, personnel. There's not really any any like excuse to not win here. That being said, hypothetically, if Freddie got let go, um, I think that the best available coach out of the, those three would be M- – McDaniel's just because of where he came from, you know, being in the uh, Belichick system. Um, he has the the offensive mind that you need to to win NFL games, and I really believe that he would be the guy uh, to bring Baker along. However, the guy that I think would make this team the happiest as far as the players go would probably be Lincoln Riley. Um, obviously he was Baker's coach in college. Um, he's worked with Baker before. However, I, I think that as far as the Cleveland Browns go, I think that Josh McDaniels will get the most out of what we currently have. Um, as far as the Panthers go, I would probably also say McDaniels. Um, but Dabo Sweeney would be a a close, Second there, I don't see Lincoln Riley um, having much success in the NFL jump. Um, Oklahoma runs a very uh, spread-style offense. Um, and honestly, with the exception of the Baltimore Ravens, you don't really see much success with that in the NFL today. And also, too, I mean, I guess kind of going from just the coaching tree in general with New England Patriots, uh do you think Josh McDaniels that he ends up? I mean, in the past he's just been sticking around New England just for possibly that 
next head coaching job when Bill Belichick ends up lacing up, lacing up the boots, hanging up the boots, the coaching boots, the coaching hoodie, I guess, so to speak. Do you think he ends up staying around for that? Or do you think the New England Patriots just end up kind of passing the torch down to Bill Belichick's son? I mean, oh, I don't think that Belichick. family like tree alone. I mean, be, he'd learn everything that dad taught him. I mean, I feel like it'd just be Bill Belichick a complete copy if that was a possibility. So I feel like, personally, in my opinion, I think that's what they're going to end up doing. You think that they're going to go to Belichick's son? Yeah, I think that's the route they're going to go. I mean, he's just a, a positions coach at this point. I, well, in fairness, Freddie was a positions coach last year. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> that's not really an argument. Um, not anymore. But I don't know. I think McDaniels would be like a beautiful heir to, to the uh, throne there. Um, he's learned from Belichick, and he can just take all of – Belichick's ways with him going forward. Um, I don't see Belichick as a guy that would be able to just completely stay away from the, the game, and I bet you um, McDaniels would still have a mentor in in Belichick. I think that it makes sense for the New England Patriots organization to try to keep McDaniels around because he's also young. Um, you could be looking at a continual dynasty yeah. if that happens. However, I don't know if McDaniels is going to want to wait for Belichick to retire because the, these last four or five years, he's had offers on the table each and every year. I mean, the Browns were one of them at one point. Yeah, too. exactly. So at what point is an offer made that he can't refuse, you know? Yeah. And I mean – just, is that offer going to come before Belichick is gone? And that Belichick timetable can either be somewhere from next year to the next five years. I mean, Bill Belichick, it looks like he could end up – he he has nothing left to prove to this point pretty much, so he could leave when he wants to, but he could also stick around if he wants to, and nobody in New England's going to complain. But, I mean, going forward while talking about the New England Patriots, I mean, they've lost two games so far this year. Both to mobile quarterbacks, one game against the Ravens with Lamar Jackson as quarterback, and the other game just this past week with the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson as quarterback. Who had a receiving touchdown, by the way. Yeah. So, do you think the Patriots make it to the Super Bowl once again this year, or do you think there may be an early exit because they don't seem to be stopping the mobile quarterback? Um, I'm not sure if the mobile quarterback necessarily has anything to do with it. And I've also been hearing rumblings with them. Um, I think it was Shannon Sharp who said it, that there is a – or it was Jerry Rice. It was either Shannon Sharp or Jerry Rice said that they have a source that says that New England has help on the way. And it's being speculated that, it, that there's a top-name receiver coming. Uh, I've heard rumors that – that Des Bryant might sign there. I've heard rumors that they might be bringing Antonio Brown back once his stuff clears up, and there's forever going to be the rumors of Gronk. Yeah. So, And it's week what right now? Week 12? Week 13? I think we're going into 14. I'm not sure. And the rumors at the start of the season was week 13, Gronk was coming back, and that was just a joke, but that could be true. Antonio Brown sounds like the most Patriots thing to ever happen if he ends up starting the season, and then – Leaving, so I mean, 
I guess looking at it that way from like the perspective that there's always something on the table with New England, personally, I'm not a New England fan whatsoever. I mean, I feel like they could end up flipping the cards pretty much and they can make it to the Super Bowl. But I also think at the same time that Tom Brady, he might not have it in him this year. Right now, I think that the Baltimore Ravens are too difficult to beat um, offensively, defensively. Lamar Jackson, if I'm not mistaken here, I believe I read that he went 15 straight drives scoring. Whether and it was 13 of those 15, he scored a touchdown. Their offense is rolling on all cylinders, and the Patriots' offense has struggled. And I mean, your main targets right now are they were Josh Gordon, but they don't have him anymore. They have Julian Edelman, which is about a whopping 5'7", so he's not that big of a target. But listen, though, I saw a stat today, too. Tom Brady and Julian – Tom Brady is 42-0 and with Julian Edelman in, in the uh, lineup. They are very, very much so in sync. And the the Patriots are always a threat to to a make it. That That's just a fact. But – this year, right now, I don't see Baltimore missing the Super Bowl. So if Baltimore does make the Super Bowl, quick question, do the lights stay on or do they stay off during the Super Bowl? Why would they be off? With the game against the 49ers. When the lights shut off at... Oh, oh, come on, Peyton. Uh, hopefully lights off, because as a Browns fan, that would just make me sad. <laughs> All right, and last question regarding NFL news. I mean, you ended up having the flip-flopping back and forth for the Jacksonville Jaguars between Nick Foles, Nick Jaguars Foles getting hurt. Didn't I say Jaguars? You said Jaguars. Jaguars. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. It's 11.24 right now when we're recording this podcast. The day I almost, 30 minutes before the day, I get my bottom wisdom teeth out. Anyways, I have an excuse, I guess. Um they're flip-flopping between Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew. Um, before it was because of the injury, now Foles was benched. What do you think Jacksonville should do? Should they end up sticking with the Nick Foles experiment and pretty much the money they paid him, or should they end up going with the rookie Gardner Minshew? Uh, 110% without a shadow of a doubt, you're going with Minshew. Um the kid showed a lot of promise earlier in the in the uh, year. I, I understand that he kind of fell off, but he is a uh, um, a later rounded drafted rookie. Um, you know what you have in Foles. Um, you have a game manager. You have a guy that with superstars around him can manage a game. Outside of that, he he is nothing out of the ordinary. Um, in my opinion, you can find a Nick Foles almost anywhere. However, I don't think that he's the guy to to, to take you in, in into the future. Um, and you have to find out if Minshew is that guy. Uh, he has potential to be. Um, he has a strong arm. He's very accurate. Uh, he's he's shown poise. Um, he's fun. Fun, fun to a watch, and as far as merchandise goes, he was a hit for him. Yeah. So it just makes sense right now for Jacksonville to have 
Minshew on, on, on the field over Foles. Would you trade Foles, though, if you had to, if you end up sticking with Minshew? Um, I don't know if you can simply because of the money that they're paying him. Uh, it might be hard to move a, in my opinion, mediocre quarterback, um, making that kind of money who's not going to do much for a team. I don't see you getting much in return for him. Um, and he's a smart guy. He'd be a good mentor for uh, Minshew, but do you really want to pay your backup quarterback that top tier money like he's making? That was a garbage contract. Yeah, overall, definitely. Um, speaking of garbage contracts, a place where contracts don't exist, the NCAAF college football. Um, I mean, coaches are under contract. Yeah, but the players aren't. <laughs> uh, championship weekend this weekend, pretty much. Um, first and foremost, we're Ohio guys. I'd say we're Ohio State fans, at least me personally. You're not really much of a you're, – uh, you're a Notre Dame guy, I I'm guess. I'm a Notre Dame guy. Um, But, I mean – Excuse you, me while I go cry. Yeah, have fun doing that. Where are they at in the college football rankings? I forgot. I think they're like 16. Yeah, that sounds about right. Ohio State's number one. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> does uh, Wisconsin have any chance whatsoever in the Big Ten championship game, do you think, against Ohio State? Because they've been – obliterating opponents the last well, – the whole entire season pretty much, not even the last – pretty much since the start of the season they've been destroying. Ohio State wins by double digits. By double digits. All right. I mean – At least. Like, well, I'm not going to say that they're going to win by triple. But I'm saying that they're going to win by at, at least 10. Okay. That's fair. It, it's um, it's going to be it's gonna be a two-score two, two game. I think that Ohio State is going to pretty much be in – in the uh, driver's seat the, the the entire time. And you know what? I would love to talk more Ohio State football, but let's save that for a little bit longer when it ends up coming to more college football playoffs because the Big Ten Championship, I'm not guaranteeing it, but it's pretty much a shoe and they end up winning it, and they're going to be in the college football playoffs. If they aren't, I'm going to have some words for the college football committee because that would be ridiculous. Also, speaking of the college football committee, a team that isn't in the college football playoffs and doesn't deserve a spot whatsoever is Alabama, which, by the way, going back to Bill Belichick and Nick Saban of Alabama, both times Nick Saban lost this year, Bill Belichick lost the following day. Did you know that? There's been all sorts of weird stats about them being like completely in sync. And it's really odd that it just, like, repeats itself over and over again. I wonder if their periods are in sync, too. Well, they have quarters in football. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, I mean, Alabama pretty much has no chance at making the college football playoffs. Um, this would be the first time since the college football playoffs ended up starting. Um, do you think ratings for the college football playoffs end up – pretty much decreasing or plummeting without the likes of somebody like Alabama? Or do you think they end up kind of remaining the same with different teams around? I think that they go up. Um, I think that you've seen Alabama in and around the top two since long before the uh, playoff started. They have been the Patriots of, of college football. They are Always, at least in the conversation. Yeah, definitely. 
and more often than not, they are in the national championship game. So it's like in wrestling, like eventually everybody started to boo John Cena. Yeah. And, and eventually was, everybody started to boo Roman Reigns. It's like, you're in my face all the time. Give me something new. Give me something fresh. And this year, I think you finally have an opportunity for that. You're going to have a new team on top. And that excites me alone. Um. So, I mean, overall, too, when you end up kind of like talking about the fact that like you have like your Alabama being the John Cena of football or the Roman Reigns of football, do you think some people elsewhere kind of view Ohio State somewhat similar? Because they've been in the college football playoffs. This would be the third year. They won it the first year in 2014. I think that was the first year. Do you think they kind of are viewed the same way, or is it kind of different just because they're not consistently there and they actually have talent? And No. Um, I also think it's different because of the, like there's no Saban effect. Um, I mean, you have technically a rookie head coach right technically, now. Technically, yes, which is even more impressive. Um, but you, you've had you've had Alabama Clemson like year after year after year. So it's still new. It's still it's three years new. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like three years is a long time. So I don't think that they're viewed as like the John Cena. Roman Reigns like overpushed uh team but I mean out of the 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 four four teams that 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 are there like they're probably the ones that you consider to be there the most but I mean I I don't think that they're going to have the same effect as Alabama would with that so one more question it's kind of a stupid question but do you think the guy that booked the college football playoffs for the last couple of years, you think he got fired at all since Alabama didn't get written in there for uh, storyline reasons, or what do you think? Vince would have fired him. No, we we did too, apparently. <laughs> um, anyways, um, I guess the last question regarding college football. Um, kind of a backstory too. Um, after the Ohio State football game against Michigan, uh, Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh was asked by a reporter. Pretty much, what the hell's the difference? Like, why can't you – what is the problem? Why can't you beat Ohio State? You've guaranteed it. You've tried this. You've tried recruiting. You haven't won a game yet. And Jim Harbaugh was not a fan. But at the same time, that reporter was speaking truth. Pete, why do you think Michigan can't succeed with Jim Harbaugh as head coach, and what is your solution? I just think that they have – reached their maximum potential with him. Um, I think that he's reached his personal um, ceiling of, of knowledge, of recruiting. Um, I think that you've gotten the best that you're going to get out of him. And if Michigan isn't content with the results that they've gotten, then they're just kicking a dead horse at this point. Um do you keep them around for recruiting reasons, though, or do you just kind of well, eventually swap that to the it, side? It depends on what their goal is. I mean, they are a school that is that is a size enough and very capable of being in and around the national championship conversation. They have been in the past, and they can be again. I don't see them getting there 
now or anytime soon with Harbaugh. So if that is their goal, then I think it's time to cut ties. Fair enough. And you know what? Why don't fans actually do us a favor and give us their thoughts on our Google voicemail? But you could treat it just like a regular voicemail. You could end up giving us a call and give us your predictions for, let's say, both the Super Bowl and for the college football playoff. Who do you think will be in both games and why pretty much? But that number will be 216-395-4561. Again, 216-395-4561. And give us your Super Bowl matchup for a little bit early on, as well as your college football championship game matchup as well. Again, 216-395-4561 and leave us a voicemail. But as of right now, we're going to head to break, and we're going to end up telling you a little bit about Anchor. And we are back on the We Like Sports podcast once again with one more segment to go. We're going to be talking some basketball. But before we end up heading to basketball, we want the fans of the We Like Sports podcast to do us a huge, 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 huge favor. And that's go on iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you are enjoying this podcast. I'm not demanding you give a five-star review if you're not enjoying this. Tell us what we could do different if you don't like us. Maybe tell me I should get rid of Pete. Maybe he's not good. Tell him that he should get rid of me. See, he even knows. But yeah, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and give us that five-star review um greatly appreciated if you do or just review us in general and tell your friends because that is how we all become one and talk sports all together and again if you're looking for the podcast go to linktree backslash we like sports with the z and that's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e backslash we like sports but now we're going to be talking some basketball let's talk about the golden state warriors that went from pretty much having a dynasty at one point and becoming Western Conference champions to losing to Toronto to Kevin Durant leaving to Clay Thompson getting hurt for the whole entire year to Steph Curry getting hurt to the coach getting hurt. And they didn't really get coached, just being facetious. But overall, I mean, they were pretty much champs and now they're tanking. They're at the bottom of the Western Conference right now and tied for the worst record in the NBA with the New York Knicks. Is it smart for them to keep tanking or does it kind of end up going to a pride thing? Do, do you draft if you end up tanking or do you trade the draft pick and get somebody that's a name? I mean, there's so many different solutions you could end up going with here. I don't know, but I'm enjoying every second of it. And I mean... Every single second of it. I'm enjoying it too, quite frankly, but also at the same time... All those Cleveland Warriors fans, I'm wondering if they're pulling out that Cleveland Cavaliers jersey now. Well, I mean, they suck too. Yeah. But no, it, but they're slightly a little bit better, which is surprising. It's weird because it's like 2008 again and everybody's jumping on the Lakers bandwagon. And honestly, the Lakers and – I mean, the Lakers have been on a roll. And I mean, I guess that – Did you see LeBron James and Anthony Davis – 
had the exact same stat line, I think, yesterday. Did they really? They were both uh, – it was like 18 of 27 from the uh, field. Or, no, they were both 9 of 18 from the field. They both had 25 points, and they both had, like, the same amount of, like, assists and rebounds. Like, it was uncanny. The, the exact, they had the exact same stat line. That's – that's weird. And this this podcast is turning weird, too, because we mentioned how Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are the same person. Is LeBron James and Anthony This Davis? is actually a conspiracy theory podcast. I guess so. Oh, wow. <laughs> Illuminati. Honestly, I think it's a conspiracy theory, too. If you don't leave us a five-star review on, I, on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcast. Just kidding. Um, anyways, I mean, with the Lakers, I mean, they have the best record in the West right now. Um. They're just playing out dominating, and and the Warriors from going from from five straight NBA finals to the worst record in the NBA, um, I think it's like an integrity thing, because um, and that that that's coming with a lot of bias. Yeah. Um, but you lose KD, Steph go goes down. Your centerpiece is Draymond Green right now. You, you right, and he he's no slouch, but he's also no leader apparently, and yeah. nor nor is Steve Kerr. I mean, nobody's rallying, nobody's picking each other up. They have D'Angelo Russell. He's not a scrub, but he's looking there's, like one. There's no reason for them to have the worst record in in the league. They should still be contenders, and they're gonna get Steph back. They're gonna get Clay back. Well, Clay's not gonna be until next year, but Steph has an earlier chance well, next year, like late this year. But still, they're still gonna come back next calendar year. Like, like, yeah. like, I understand, but like, but like, there's no reason for them to be tanking. They're gonna have three to four All Stars as their starters once again <laughs> for another time in a row. But I mean, if you're the Cleveland Cavaliers, I don't know if they're tanking. I don't. I don't think that it's from a lack of effort. It's just a lack of talent, then, pretty much, and that shows that a lack of integrity. They. I think that that they're experiencing some adversity, and they're completely folding. I feel like they're 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 caving in. They've always been weak minded. Honestly, the the year that the Cavs won the finals, we won, and in part because of their weak mindedness, because of. Clay's trash talk because of Draymond not being able to like keep himself together because of Steph Curry throwing fits, throwing a mouth guard to be specific. That that yeah, all of that, all of that, and overall too. I mean, just flashing back to 2016 because at the time we didn't have a podcast. Um, very childish too of Steph Curry and pretty much overall all the athletes that were on the Warriors at the time. And it makes sense why they called Kevin Durant and why they needed his help. Because that was the team that was seventy three and nine, and they still couldn't get the job done. My point is, is that that is the like that's the aura that they have created. That is the attitude that that they that they have there now. It's just a win all the time. No such well, thing as losing. Right, and then if they do lose, then I, they can't face adversity because. Everybody from Golden State, everybody is just completely like they are a weak-minded city. I'm sorry, I, 
I'm enjoying watching them go from first to worst more than anybody. That That's just me. Seems like a very, like, and I, I hate to say it because we're from Cleveland, but you see it often in Cleveland sports. It always seems to be that you're always in first to worst or championship to pretty much, pretty much, like, worst record. But, I mean, last thing, talking about the Warriors, this is also, they are playing in a new arena now, too, and fans had the nice experience early on, but that new arena probably isn't too happy with whoever's sponsoring them. They're not probably happy because I'm guaranteeing you that those games are not selling out if they're losing as often as they are. Well, yeah, that and the bandwagoners are gone. Well, they could only stick around for so long. But you know who else could only stick around for so long? Is Carmelo Anthony. Because he's finally back in the NBA. He's no longer a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. So much has changed since then, but now he is a member of the Portland Trailblazers. And honestly, a few days ago, he did not have a terrible game for the Blazers. He's had a few good games. Exactly. I love Carmelo. And the thing is, too, is I think right now, and I hate to say it, I don't think you're going to like it, but I think right now with him playing for the Blazers, not only is he possibly playing his best basketball since pretty much the Denver Nugget time, but I think he's better than LeBron right now. Okay, well, you can just shut your damn mouth, first of all. First Told you of you all, weren't going to like it. I mean, but that's just factually not true. Like, get out of my house. It's our house. Okay, Carmelo Anthony is a baller. There's no reason that he was out of the league for as long as he was. Hoodie Mello's back, and he's dropping buckets. He's scoring about 25 points a game. Uh, and he's playing with Damian Lillard. Like, that's such a good matchup, man. I mean, he's played in seven games so far. One of them against Cleveland. Shocker. Um, So, he ends up having his latest game, which is so far... Actually, before his game against the Los Angeles Clippers, that was probably his worst game since coming back. But the stretch from when they played Chicago to Oklahoma City to Chicago again, Carmelo Anthony put up 25 points, 19 points, 23 points. Um, ended up having eight total rebounds that game, the first game against Chicago, four total rebounds against Oklahoma City, and 11 against Chicago. Um, overall, I mean, he's probably, I'm going to say he's back for now, and he might have made a difference for the Portland Trailblazers, believe it or not. Um, so, if Carmelo Anthony's back, do you think... Imagine if Houston was able to actually hang on to him. You would have James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and two out, three out of those three guys all played for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I guess you could even say the same thing for them, too. Okay, but what? Imagine if OKC held on to West Westbrook, Harden, KD, and Mello. <laughs> Jeez, put that team together, or adding uh, Paul George. Who knows? We could play this game all night. Oh man, put, <laughs> put KD at center, put Paul George at small. You got Mello at power, and then Harden at, at um, sh- shooting guard and Westbrook at. Point guard, oh my god. <laughs> then you'll have the Golden State Warriors of last year. 
oh wait <laughs> that's familiar <laughs> wait maybe you shouldn't do that because then you end up being like 419 not a good call uh anyways well we're still on the topic of basketball and we are mentioning nba finals and whatnot right now early 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 thoughts december 4th start starts december 4th pretty much thoughts predictions Pretty much thoughts. I guess that's kind of a way of saying prediction, right? No. Pretty much thoughts. Pretty much thoughts. It's the we like sports terminology. But anyways, um, do you think the Milwaukee Bucks and Los Angeles Lakers will be in the NBA Finals? Or do you think maybe Boston sneaks in there? Or do you think the 76ers? I feel like the East is further open compared to the West. I feel like it's either going to be the Lakers or it's going to be the Clippers. Believe it or not. So, I I would agree with that. Um, I do definitely think that the Lakers and the Bucks are probably your safest um, prediction at at this point. But I could definitely see it being Clippers, Seventy Sixers, Lakers, Philly. Um, I could see Boston sneaking in there, but that's just what it would be. It would be them sneaking in there. Um, if I were to put money down on it right now, I would definitely say uh, Lakers Bucks. And you know, honestly, if you did bet that though, you probably wouldn't get that much money in return. Kind of seeing it from a mile away with how much talent. And yeah, I think they're that, both number how, ones, but it's going to be a good matchup nonetheless. That's how the that's how the the NBA is right right now. It's uh, they're they're doing a much better job of getting more leveled out as far as like talent goes, but they're still like. Half the teams are super talented. Half the teams are garbage. Yeah. Um, but that those like those like top tier teams are definitely evening out more. Um, but I still I don't think it's quite there yet. Um, and that's part of the LeBron effect. Basically, wherever he goes, with the exception of last year, which he played the entire year injured. Um, with the exception of of last year, basically wherever LeBron is, you're you're going to the uh, finals. And I believe that that's going to be the case this year. Uh, as far as the East goes, uh, I think it's going to be the uh, Bucks coming out. I think uh, Giannis is too, uh, too, too dominant in the East. And I mean, also pretty much to close up the NBA talk, you mentioned Giannis. There is a rumor out there right now that the Miami Heat are focused on getting one of two of these players, either Giannis or Victor Oladipo in 2021. So not this year, but not even the next year. I think it'd be two years from now, three years, whenever that free agency would be in 2021. And they'd end up being paired up with Jimmy Butler. So you're not going to have necessarily a big three between three of those guys, but you're going to have two key players in either Giannis or Oladipo added to Jimmy Butler, as long as his attitude ends up kind of staying tame because you kind of saw that mix negatively at one point with the Timberwolves and then also not the greatest with the 76ers with the amount of star power they had there. Miami, I mean, I I personally don't see Giannis leaving Milwaukee anytime soon, but I think Oladipo, this would be another team that he would be on. He's used to it. He already moved once. I think Oladipo would be more realistic for both parties. Um, however, I think that Giannis would would obviously be 
the smarter move. I really think that Giannis and Butler would uh, would feed off of each other very well. Um, however, by that time, I still don't think that that would be a championship team. I do think that the Nets are going to be coming along, especially once uh, KD gets gets healthy. And Kyrie ends up figuring out the world's actually circular and not flat and not bitching on Instagram about whatever this, he feels this, like bitching about. This isn't a Kyrie hatred podcast. Sorry. We, we can, we can in, still acknowledge his extremely high talent level. Um. I'm just I do he's think of nutcase. I do think that in 2020 and 2021 um I do think that the the Nets are going to be the team to contend with in the East. Um in order to combat that, I do think that Giannis is going to have to make some sort of a move cuz nobody else is really going to be going to Mi- Milwaukee. Um so I do think that Giannis will have to make a move uh, in order to combat the Nets, and a lot can happen between now and then. There's like a lot can happen in in, in a single off off season. Um, I mean, from trades to draft picks to draft day trades, right? You never so know like, what happens. We'll, we'll definitely see what happens between now and then, um, because it could be a lot. But as of right now, I do think that. Miami going after Giannis would make the most sense. Okay, fair enough. And out of all the topics today and all the topics in the sports world overall, before we end up stopping this podcast, saying goodbye, seeing see you later, what are your final thoughts if you want to add anything to any sports-related things whatsoever before we end up heading out? Um. I can't wait to sit back and watch the rest of this Brown season and my and my sadness and sorrow. Um, I really thought that this year was going to be different. We all did. Um, reality looks like we're just going to end up with another seven and nine mediocre season. Um, they got to they got to figure out things with uh, Freddie. Um, I don't really have any comments on college football because my, my team's out of it. Basketball, I'm excited to see uh, what happens with the uh, Lakers, uh, even though I'm a diehard Cavs fan. Um, I'm looking for, for the Cavs to develop. And outside of that, it's just typical Cleveland misery. Yeah, and speaking of Cleveland misery, right now it's snowing. So we got to go shovel the driveway So because that's what you do in Ohio in you December. You have to go shovel the driveway. Well, I guess we'll play rock, paper, scissors again per usual. But that's it for now. We will talk to you guys next week on the We Like Sports podcast. Again, follow us on social media. It would be our Twitter is at We Like Sports with the ZPC. But again, if you go to that link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash We Like Sports, you're going to find our Patreon. You're going to find our Facebook. You're going to find our Instagram. You're going to find our Twitter. You're going to find our CastBox. You're going to find our Stitcher. You're going to find our Spotify. You're going to find our Anchor. You're going to find our Apple Podcasts. You're going to find the food in the fridge that we left for about three weeks. You're going to find the dog. You're going to find the cat. You're going to find the bird. You're going to find the TV. You're going to find the... I don't know. I'm just going to keep on going on and on. Go to the link tree 
And he was, oh, you're going to find the cat. I forgot to mention the cat. Oh, no, you definitely said the cat. Oh, whatever. I think it's time to go. It's past my bedtime. I think I'm going to move out. Well, as long as I don't have to get that house payment. Again, though, check out that link tree, and you will see our Twitter and everything else. But that is it for today. Can you spell? What we like sports is.